Hey everybody, welcome to your off-week content for the Gimme the Loot podcast. This week, you're getting a rebroadcast all the way back from the beginnings of the show in 2021 with an episode of The Hunter's Party, specifically episode number three, where we talk about the supernatural episode In the Water and Create a Monster, which was a particularly timely pop culture reference in 2021. If you want to catch this content when it actually comes out, in the real time and not the past time or the future time. I'm not sure how it works in this particular reference. Head over to patreon.com slash gmdlcast to see exactly what you can get for supporting the party of five. And of course, Gimme the Loot is not a family-friendly show due to a mix of profanity, crude humor, violence, and gore. And since this is from two years ago, the audio is a little bit rougher. My editing is a heck of a lot choppier, but the content is still good and we think you'll enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. See you next week when we pick back up with another campaign episode and we find out a little bit more of what's going on with Fate's mom, what the heck is going on with Fate's stepdad, and we head into Yal Havar. Hope you enjoy this re-release of an earlier episode of the show. Welcome back to The Hunter's Party, the Supernatural Rewatch and Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition Conversion Podcast brought to you by Gimme the Loot, the Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition actual play podcast that has a Patreon now. We are here for episode 3 this week and joining me is... Jamie, uh, you probably know me as Eldrin Thaneros on Gimme the Loot. This is Jazz. I play Fate on Gimme the Loot. Back at it again. And, and I'm Anthony and I play Babatunde. Cool. All right. So like I said, we're here for episode three, Dead in the Water. This is kind of a light episode all in all. So we'll just kind of jump into it a little bit. We open with a location caption telling us we're in Lake Matoyak, Madiak, Wisconsin. A young woman says hello to her dad, banters with her brother a little bit, and heads out the door to swim in the lake. Uh, while swimming, she starts to hear whispers. There is more swimming and more swimming, more whispers, and then she gets yanked underwater. Yeah, why didn't she leave the water immediately? Like, whispers in the water seems a little ominous. Uh, I mean, come on. You know, you would I, just so, think that somebody outside the water. Right, like... I mean, but it, like that's like Jason Voorhees shit. Like, you don't want to hear whispers in the woods or in the water when you're swimming. And then, but to be fair, so, like, I remember thinking the same thing. I was like, man, you would think that you hear stuff, but I was like, you know what? If I'm playing D&D, then I, I pass a perception check, and I'm told I hear whispers, but then I don't see anything, I'm going to be like, all right, I guess I'll just kind of wait here, see what happens. Yeah, well, well like, I'll tell you this. I grew up in Florida, right? So I, I grew up on the coast in Florida, and we had, you know, we had uh, a ranch and had like little ponds both on our property, and then we would go to the beach. When we would go and swim in the ocean... Not a care in the world. But when I was swimming in like one of those little ponds, high fucking alert Mm. because those motherfuckers were dangerous. Water moccasins, snapping turtles, Mm -hmm. alligators. If I heard the slightest noise while I was swimming in a pond, like I literally would have jumped out of the water and done that Scooby-Doo shit off to the shore. It was... (laughs) I'm with you. No. So... (laughs) What uh, what I've obviously fails a grapple check here, Jazz. I think that is the I think that is our D and D piece to it for sure. The one thing that I had is why the tracksuit. 
she was going from her yeah. front door to the dock. I mean, that's, you know, maybe 200 feet. I could understand if she was like going to a, like a public pool and didn't want to drive around in her bikini, but she literally put on a tracksuit to walk out to the dock before to jumping in the jumping in the lake. She was being modest. She didn't want to be all bikinied out in front of her dad and brother. There you go. I win. Well, yeah, brother's a little <laughs> weird. I will agree with you. Did she not just work out? Because, yeah, brother was definitely staying at her butt. And I was kind of bothered with that. Mm-hmm. What was it? Did she not just go, come from working out? No, no. She, that was like first thing in the morning. Like they were sitting around eating breakfast. She comes out of her room in the tracksuit heads to the lake and takes off the tracksuit and jumps in in her bikini. And there, there's definitely a lot of Jaws intentional cinematography here. You get the uh, the Jaws, yeah. uh, Jaws homage on the camera angles more than a couple of times. Yeah, but I, I actually do think she came from working out. She had done a morning workout because he was like, all these workouts. So if the people don't like uh, buff girls, like <laughs> I was always under, I was under the assumption that she had just worked out and then the swim was a relaxing Kind of oh, cool yeah. See, that would make yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, All th- right. That uh, that makes it seem a little bit strange, or less strange. I'm sorry, a little bit less strange. <laughs> Brother still a perv. Though. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. And, for, and, sure. uh, for the record, that can't fix. Yeah. The, <laughs> the dudes don't like buff girls. Comment is a kind of seals the deal. <laughs> so we uh, cut to a. Ho- he clearly doesn't have TikTok. Well, yeah. <laughs> We uh, (laughs) cut to a hotel diner with Dean uh, going through the paper looking for cases. He makes eyes at a waitress uh, before Sam comes over and totally cock blocks him. Dean identifies our swimmer as the third drowning with a missing body. Dean talks about uh, burying an empty coffin for closure. Sam starts to get pissy, talking about people don't disappear, Dean. People just stop looking for them. Uh, Sam wants to find his dad, and Dean argues that they should kill things along the way. I, I want to point out one quick thing that I noticed between all of these uh, these intro segments, or as far as the intros for these episodes. I noticed something. This was the first episode that didn't have a black person in the intro anywhere. And I felt like this might have something to do with the fact that there was a heavy motivation of swimming involved. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, bro. So I think I think my actual note is, uh, what I put it? No black person in this intro because dot, 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 racism. <laughs> May also have to do with with Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know how diverse uh, cheese country is. Quite frankly, <laughs> a lot of German ancestry in there, and a lot of curd, a lot of curd. Yeah, <laughs> cheese curds, cheese curds, and Miller. Uh. And you know what's why? Like again, this is meant to establish pervy Dean, but I don't. I don't really think the waitress is so much flirting with him as he's he is just he refers to the waitresses. Uh, we, you know, he says, we, you know, we can have fun, Sam. See that? That's fun. Again, we just get, uh, we get a little of the casual Dean misogyny, but Sam is a total cock blocker. And I think we, we are establishing that as one of his defining character traits. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, he, uh, he is not likable for a good, uh, portion. Well, there's Sam's likability index swings pretty wildly across it. He is wet blanket like central in the first season. But he's for sure. it's weird. His first season he's angry wet blanket. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's 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 a whole different shade of wet blanket. We see the guys roll up to the cabin that we opened in on. Uh, the brothers, uh, the uh, pervy brother gives a breakdown of his sister drowning. We learned that the girl was a uh, uh, on the swim team or was a uh, a a high school 
collegiate swimmer or an athletic swimmer, I should say. Uh, Sam asks about shapes in the water. Dean asks about strange tracks. And then Sam asks the dad who, uh, sad dad who sits sadly on the dock. But uh, the brothers, uh, or I'm sorry, Sam asks about questioning sad dad sitting out on the dock. But the, uh, the brother asks him to leave him alone and they live without questioning him per the son's request. So we're just gonna we're just gonna gloss over this uh, the Star Wars agent agent names. No, oh, I yeah, just I'm sure. not taking was... all the opportunities on the notes, <laughs> man. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Just making sure. Now, see when I stop when I stop in between scenes, that's that's y'all's opportunity to. to gotcha. Okay. In. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Because yeah, that was it hit, and I was like, wait a sec, and I literally had to like back up, rewind it like two or three times, and be like, did he just? It's like okay, I definitely know Hamill. What was that again? Ford, and I had to stop things. Like, oh, sh- Harrison Ford. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're still tuning in on that fake ID and fake name uh, reference yeah, game. Wildlife service. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. reference name game gets way better, especially when they introduce Castiel and he starts going off on his own. <laughs> Once Castiel gets into the fake uh, agent name mix, uh, which I realize, Jazz, you may not know who Castiel is, it gets way the fuck better. Gotcha. So, uh, and again, they are posing as uh, wildlife service agents for this episode. And it's just like, okay, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because they, there's a big arc later on where they're just 90, FBI 90% of the time. But then I think towards the back yeah. end of the series, they start having fun with it again uh, when they start showing up as grief counselors in cardigans. <laughs> that's when... <laughs> Like there's a point where this show gets so fucking self-aware, it it gets brilliant. Absolutely. Is that in like one of the high school? Yeah, episodes? one of the high Is school that, episodes. Yeah, they show okay. up that way. Um, yeah, it's there's it gets good in in that respect. I, I did want to back up to one thing real quick. Mm-hmm. So back at the diner, whenever uh, they kind of I won't say they had an argument, but like Sam kind of goes all super wet blanket on Dean mm-hmm. about Dean talking about this monster. Yeah, Sam kind of had a point about like about the fact that like Dean really likes his side quests. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, he's <laughs> Yeah, Sam is laser focused on finding the dad and Dean just likes to kill shit. Yeah. Sam is the fate in that group. He is trying to get the shit done and we're all trying to fuck around. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, "Can we go to the to the damn thing?" <laughs> Wait. Is I think that's I think that's Yeah, Baba. that's I, that's I not that's that's, that's not that, fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's more Baba. That is definitely more Baba's role. <laughs> We cut to the sheriff's office. He seems kind of flabbergasted that the guys are there. He says there's no indigenous carnivores in the lake. They've dragged the lake and done a sonar sweep. Uh, He mentions the dam spillway being opened, which will drain the lake. Uh, We meet the sheriff's daughter. uh, And we also meet Lucas, a little boy who doesn't talk, uh, who's been traumatized. Uh, Dean pushes for directions to a hotel two blocks away from the daughter. So they they didn't even flinch when he's like, unless it was the Loch Ness monster. Uh, when they're talking about the the what could possibly be in the lake, they're like, oh yeah, that, that checks out. That could be it. <laughs> they're like, another one. <laughs> yeah, they do take a lot of shit at face value. Uh, the yeah. only thing that you'll ever hear them go, well, that's not real, is Bigfoot, and it's really crazy that they stuck by that fucking gun. Like there is the <laughs> Bigfoot's not real throughout fifteen seasons of this um, was was a weird, weird fucking uh, hill to die on, but they sure as fuck did. Hey, line has to be drawn somewhere. I really, really thought that the uh, the last episode was going to be Bigfoot's 
before it turned into the win, 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 what were they called? Windigo. Windigo or Windigo, according to <laughs> Supernatural pronunciation. Um, so we meet two of our guest stars here: uh, Amy Acker, which is one that's the probably more recognizable of the two. Uh, she has uh, uh, been in a ton of stuff, most notably Person of Interest. Uh, she is one of five people from Person of Interest that will be showing up on Supernatural. Uh, the other one, uh, the uh, the woman in white from the first episode was actually uh, one of the mainstays of that series. Does anybody know who the sheriff was? And you guys may all be too young to even... He was driving me nuts because he looked really familiar and I could not place him. He is Hart McCormick from the 80s show Hardcastle and McCormick (laughs) during the heyday of private detective weird fucking TV that I grew up in. Uh, Hardcastle McCormick was the variant where Hardcastle was a retired judge and McCormick was his firebrand assistant that they solved crimes together. So when I looked that up, I was like, oh, my God, that is a a blast from the past. (laughs) Um, I also was like, what the fuck is with his hair? Does he have like his frost is like tips frost? Like, is at one point (laughs) the top of his head looks extremely blonde and the sides don't. And we will find out why at the end of the episode. Um, and I'll, and I'll bring it up then. Um, the other thing that I've got, uh, was that, uh, of course the boy's name is Lucas completing our trifecta of Ford, Hamill and Lucas. I didn't even catch I that. Did not. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's wow. funny. Okay. That's good. All right. So uh, the guys head out. Uh, Dean hits on the mom awkwardly on the way to the hotel, and she shuts him down. Yep. Uh, the note I've got on this weird, and it's a weird cut for just a, a walk and talk for two minutes. But uh, as cheesy uh, as Dean is hitting on her, her shutdown line is just as <laughs> cheesy. And that, I was like, that, "That's I was like, oh yeah." Is there a cheesy? You know, because there's that that giant volume of, oh, you, you know, heaven must be missing. Do you have wings? Because heaven must be missing an angel uh, uh, repertoire of cheesy pickup lines. I'm like, is there the female equivalent of cheesy shutdowns? Because if not, there absolutely should be. Get on it, ladies. <laughs> say that it was cheese capital out there in Wisconsin. It is Wisconsin. So. Yeah, that may just be. <laughs> there you go. That, oh. that may just be uh, a, a cultural sign point. Uh, we cut to the motel interior. Sam is researching disappearances. Doesn't like that it's a lake monster, uh, and we learn that Lucas's dad is one of the victims. And this is where the whole Nessie thing comes up again because he's like, "Oh, more people would be seen. I'm like, "More people would have seen it. We'd have more reports." I'm like, "That's some real scientific fucking method you got going there, Sam, on your lake monster line." <laughs> this is also the first of three times Dean's going to drop his mom death comments throughout the episode uh this one is the most subtle of the three he goes yeah seeing your parents die will change a kid like that uh so he uh he drops that a couple more times as we go through uh we then uh when they learn that lucas's dad was one of the victims they decide to go back and talk to the kids so we cut to a playground dean heads out to talk to lucas who's out drawing in the middle of a playground uh dean does his best big brother act notices the kid drawing and tries to bond with him over the pictures dean talks about his trauma dean death mom death drop number two and uh mm-hmm. andrea reiterate andrea the mom reiterates that the kid hasn't spoken since the accident uh, and then, uh, when they kind of huddle back up, the kid brings up, uh, the picture, uh, uh, the picture of a house to Dean. I, 
I just Dean saying like I'm a pretty good drawer, and then you like see the the artwork that he put down. It's just like okay, man, this is like rudimentary pre-K like art. Like you think you could try a little harder than than uh, four I'll stick figures is what you drew. I was Circles real fucking disappointed there weren't flames around the mom stick stick finger. I think that was a real fucking missed opportunity. To just do a little, little fucking funny joke. Oh shit, he's really fucked up. Um, and actually, yeah, my uh, my daughter actually was like, he didn't draw. He didn't draw his family very well. She was, she was critiquing his art. So the fact that you brought that up is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing that stood out in the scene was the army men, and so much so, I was like, army men. What the, what is what? Who plays with army men anymore? Not realizing that that is in fact a plot point that comes up later. I was like, oh, because mm-hmm. Dean picks it up and is like, oh, I used to love these guys, um, and I did too, yeah. but only because an M eighty fit like right in between their legs, and they they blew up. They done blew up good, um, <laughs> because we we tried to blow ourselves up when we were kids. So was nobody else bothered by the fact that this chick they just met like 30 minutes ago just lets these two strangers go talk with their son in the middle of the playground unsupervised? I I was definitely like, this is kind of weird that she's just like, all right, have at it. Yeah. Like She, does, she <laughs> does try to push back a little bit, but... Yeah. Did she? Also... Oh, no, don't. And, and no, okay. And they're, yeah. author- they're authorities of some kind. It's In her mind, they're still authorities of oh, some kind. Oh, okay. I would say, how the fuck did they know where that playground was at? Now, obviously, this isn't a big town, but do they just cruise the playgrounds right when they first get to town? So if they need to know that, uh, or how did they find her, I guess, is uh, is what I didn't catch. She did say something before about going to the playground. Oh, okay. That, then that's just me. I just missed it. But uh, we cut to... Sad dad sitting in his uh, uh, recliner in the in the house. Uh, the pervy brother says he's going to make dinner. Uh, the sink starts to sprit brown water, and then the drain geysers up. Uh, dude sticks his arm in the water, pulls out the plug. It doesn't drain. Uh, he pulls his arm back in. Something yanks him down, and then he bro uh, pervy brother uh, gets pulled down into the sink and drowns. So. It really bothered me that he his first instinct when the sink fills up is to reach his hand yeah. in to unplug it. Like the thing was on a goddamn chain. Why <laughs> didn't you just pull the chain up? I don't. <laughs> it made no sense to me. I'm like, he get his hand all in that nasty ass water, and then he went for round two, and then he got he got, well, got so I, like when I was looking, I was like, what the fuck is a garage sink doing in their kitchen? Like like. Like, yeah, it's not a very good sink. Maybe it's like a cabin, I guess. It's, a, it's like definitely a, a cabin setup, <laughs> but they had like a counter sink because he's leaning up against that when he's eating cereal in the opening scene. So that's where I was like, it's like why is You're right. this part of his food prep process? Because he turns that on. Like the water doesn't just kick on. He turns it on as part of preparing dinner. So that would be like, all right, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to start cooking dinner. Let me just go out and turn the hose on and fill the pasta pot up from the hose uh, outside. It was just a weird kind of disconnect. He's not, he's not in the kitchen. Y'all know I have it on. on Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. He's not in the kitchen. He's, he's definitely somewhere that they're using to prep fish. Cause there's like a bunch of, like a bunch of fish on the side. It's been Mm -hmm. gutted. Like, but But I actually love, I love the subversion of with the drain. I I, I really liked it. Cause it was like, we all know that, the water's about to kill it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But they just made us wait for a little while. <laughs> so the other the other thing is, like, why does he stare at the water filling up so long and he just doesn't know what to do? He's like, uh, 
Whoa, water. What do I do with water? I'm just going to stare at it until it gets to the point I, where it's I completely thought it was full. like an eternal ball. Uh, I, I want just... to stick my arm in that brown ass water like, <laughs> yeah. because that is some, that is funky, man. That is some funky looking shit. I'm just going to. So I guess it, just, it seemed like his brain just shut off. Like, <laughs> I guess I was the only one who was suspicious of the father slash brother being like behind all of this crap because like when the water turned brown and then right like when the water coming out of the faucet first turned brown he was like just looking at it and he was like huh and then when it starts coming back up from the drain mm. he just still just kind of sitting there looking at it and just like all right and i was like okay he's not scared of this at all he must be like part of the problem whatever the hell's going on here like that was my immediate assumption was like yeah he's too brave putting his hand back to this water knowing the water just killed people out here so clearly he's gonna be like immune to this and survive and they're just screwing with me for the for the laws with the writing right now and then he died so i was actually surprised. He's dumb. I, I had him pegged <laughs> as just being a dipshit and uh and clearly failing yeah. <laughs> a strength saving throw here i think we again there's a lot of yeah. grapple fails in this in this episode i think it's almost like a some strong ass yeah, water. That's true. Well, I mean, everybody's at disadvantage because they don't see it coming. There's no, there's nothing, there's nothing physical attacking them. So, how close was the dad during this? Because that's my other note for the scene: is what the fuck is the dad? Because he's not drowning quiet. It's not like he's not flopping around. He, he was in that recliner just watching TV or some shit. Man. So I don't know. He's, he's somewhere else. That's like, true. I, they don't really give. Uh, can you not see him in the background while do, like as the dude walks up to the sink i thought he was like again this is again this no. is what kind of oriented me towards him being in the kitchen i thought he walked from the one room to the other i also thought that no he 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 walks off but he walks past the fridge uh, so like okay. he definitely walks to some other room but they they cut as he pa walks past the fridge okay so you don't know where he went like mm -hmm. But I think the the cut is to imply right. that he's gone somewhere else. Okay. So yeah, he gets he gets pulled down. His body does not disappear though. So um, we uh, we cut back to the hotel where Sam reports the death swirly. I know it's not technically a swirly because it's not a toilet, but fuck it, we're going with it. Uh, we learn that the ghost is, seems to be increasing his uh, murder pace because the lake is draining. Uh, the boys head back to question the dad. Um, the dad is sitting on the dock being sad. Sad dad is sad and sends them away. And Dean, uh, thinks, uh, the dad is keeping secret and notices the cabin matches the drawing that Luca gave him. Why does nobody ever ask about the wife slash mother of that family? Like that, that person never comes up. Hmm. And that was the thing that bothered me. But this was also me suspecting the dad to be at fault. Yeah, no, she's a complete non-entity in this which is really kind of weird you're absolutely right they don't ever go oh yeah they lost their mom a while back or you know they've all been through there's not even the slightest bit of lip service to where's the mom which again supernatural doesn't do a great job with its its female characters in general um the sad dad does say a uh, a line that will come up again is you know losing kids uh is worse than dying the guys throw out uh water wraith and demon I, again, I was just kind of surprised. I was like, oh, so, well, you know, the ghost apparently is keeping up with public works because he knows the fucking lake is draining. Like, I mean, obviously, it, just, it was just such a weird, like, oh, the ghost knows the lake is draining and it's going to run out soon. It, it's picked up its murder spree. Hey, man, ghosts are, <laughs> you think they don't pay attention to the news? Is, is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> like, ghosts aren't well informed? <laughs> The ghost is just checking the water <laughs> levels every day and noticing, like, we're losing about six inches of water in this lake. Uh, hey, man, if your home started disappearing, <laughs> you'd notice. 
That's true. It's true. He's got an underwater rain gauge. Like he's going, I was like, God damn it. This is only 99% full today. I had no clue where they were going with this bad guy at all. So between my suspicion of the dad being the bad guy or somehow being part of the problem, I also was thinking that the lake itself wasn't being haunted by something. It just like was evil. Yeah. And I was like trying to like a sentient lake. Yeah, Like I was like, maybe like they dammed up the lake and it drowned the whole like native American village. And so Oof. the lake itself is just damned, literally, and it's killing people for revenge for like the natives that were here. I was like, I had all kinds of theories running through my head. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Good old fashioned murder water. They throw out water wraith, and this is the only time we'll hear water wraith in all 15 seasons. And I am disappointed by that. But I imagine water wraith is some heavy CG that they didn't really want to invest in. So that's why we. Oh, man. Speaking yeah. of CG, because there was that car ride that they had the little conversation on the way over to the house, mm. and the green screen behind them was fucking <laughs> awful. Oh, yeah. I didn't catch that. <laughs> it, it was, was pretty, pretty rough. Bad. Like. Behind uh, Sam specifically, yeah, I was like, like you could like yeah. see like the outer lining around his face. I was like, Oof. this is a this is not good. They should do better than this. See, They've done better those thus far. Season one, yeah, season one. It gets uh, once it gets past that first season, I think they get uh, a little bit better. So yeah, they're in the car. You got to earn your special effects budget. Yeah, <laughs> you don't get that for season one. Nope, you got to pr- you got to prove, that. especially when it's the uh, the WB um, pre CW. Uh, so we cut back to the mom. Dean wants to talk to the boy. She pushes back on them talking to the boy again, but they talk her into it. Dean, uh, and the boy who's drawing again, chat. Dean asks him how he knew to draw the house. Uh, Dean does, uh, dead mom drop number three for the episode. Cause he talks about his mom and, uh, Dean gets another picture of the boy this time of a different house, uh, but with a church in it. He also had like eight pictures of bikes and uh, what was yeah. the other, the black circle. And like, they didn't think that was weird at all. Like, they're no. just like, <laughs> yeah. nah, these are normal. These are okay pictures for a child to be drawing. This black circle with eyes in it isn't fucking ominous at all. I don't know what you're. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all problematic. Oh, yeah. The army men pop up again because we get a camera angle where it's kind of shot uh, with the army men. And uh, I forgot to mention in the previous. Uh, scene when they're talking to sad dad is when Dean passes his insight check and uh, is like the dad's dad's keeping secrets insight. Yeah. But uh, uh, Dean rolled a pretty good persuasion on this time for the kid, by the way. Yeah. To get him to give him more, give him another, uh, another clue for the plot. Yeah. And you know what, dude, again, this is kind of another instance where uh, clearly we see Jensen Ackles has got, Definitely a little bit better acting chops than Jared Padlecki this early on in the game. Because Dean is convincing as building a bond with this kid. As much as they play him off as the derpy perv early in throughout the episode with the mom, the the scenes between him and the kid are pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that, that first one's kind of awkward, but later on, he sells that. And I was, uh, you know, that's probably his best acting in the episode. We learned that the kid didn't draw before seeing his debt, uh, his dad die. Basically, the dad got pulled down and the kid had to float out on a platform or, uh, for about two hours. Uh, Sam tells Dean that the trauma might tap the kid into something, make him more sensitive. Uh, they decide to take the drawing uh, to try it, match it up. At first, they don't think they can find a house, but they think, oh, yeah, how many 
church, a white outline of a white church are there? Could they be in the area? Uh, and then Sam calls Dean out on all the dead mom talk. First of all, if you've been in Texas, there's one of those every fucking goddamn small town between here and Cray. Like, they are like, dude, that's not, that is not a unique building. One? <laughs> yeah. One? Like, I, like. Oh, no. I'm oh, sorry. You go to, where is it? Malakoff. Uh, oh, God, yes. Like, Malakoff, bro, like, we used to go, me and Jazz used to go to, like, churches and there were, there was literally two churches back to back. Like, <laughs> they shared an alley. <laughs> they're still they're still there yes they are <laughs> two different churches who shared an alley like yeah they why were, there wasn't anything just, just be one church super <laughs> unique about it. i was like yeah you know just have them like draw a street sign or something like i see that the, the <laughs> church building it's not like they looked up churches on like google they're just like let's drive around and find a goddamn church and uh you know only took them only took them to the next scene so because they find <laughs> the new house yeah. Uh, Here we are. They, uh, they mm. chat up the old lady who's living in a house. We learned that her son, Peter, disappeared 35 years ago. We see army men on the dresser. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, the lady repeats mm. that in uh, that losing her boy was worse than dying. And uh, Dean finds a picture of the kid linking the uh, uh, linking Peter to sad dad. Oh, Bill Carlton. Bill Carlton? That's his name? That's his name. Yeah. Sad dad is Bill Carlton. Yes. Uh, yes, yes, he is. Uh, uh, but uh, I didn't ever bother to go past sad dad with, with uh, Mr. Carlton. I like sad dad better. No one needs to know. I, I will tell you, this uh, scene made me go back and delete all the asinine comments I had about what the fucker with the army men uh, <laughs> comments. Because I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. fuck, that was an actual, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Jinkies! It was a clue. There was a point. <laughs> but you know, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know if this old lady was supposed to be creepy or just kind of spacey. Like, it was like that interaction with her seemed a little bit weird. But yeah, come in, go through my house, yeah. please, because you... she was just exposition dump. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, for sure. She is definitely the friendly innkeeper who wants to send the party on their way. Um, <laughs> but. The way she responds, like, like, is there a boy that lives here? She's like, not for 35 years. Like, okay. Like, why are you asking yes. about my dead child is what I would say if I was there. Like, thank you for dragging up my most painful memory. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And now I'm going to go drink a bottle of whiskey. Good night. She might be kind of see now. She just, you know, just answering questions. Oh, Peter. <laughs> remember Peter. <laughs> That was his name, right? Yeah, it is Peter. It is Peter. There's a lot yeah. of dick jokes I wanted yeah. to try and work in throughout this, but since it was a dead kid, um, we'll just leave it at We Remember Peter from the old lady. Uh, because he, he was a pumpkin eater. Sad Dad sits on the dock talking to the ghost. Uh, Sam recaps that Sad Dad might have killed P uh, Sad Dad might have killed Peter, creating a vengeful ghost. Uh, they come up to talk to sad dad and he's heading out on the lake in the boat. And then the ghost totally fucking just depth charges that boat right up out of the water and <laughs> sad dad goes down. So at this point, I had gotten to the point of no longer suspecting sad dad. Um, but as, once, once we got the whole plot, of, okay, they might've killed him. It was like, okay. If they killed, if he killed a kid on accident or something and left his friend, like I'm thinking like it was like an accidental killing. So I'm like, man, maybe he was out swimming and something weird happened. And he left his friend to die. And so friend drowned and he didn't save him or he didn't tell anybody, whatever, whatever happened there. I was like, okay. So the friend wants his friend back there in the water with him. So. 
clearly Bill's got to die to end this whole thing. So me and Bill had the exact same idea while Bill was out there talking to the ghost. And so I was like, all right, Bill's got to go. And then when Sam and Dean pull up, I'm like, oh, they're going to drive out there and stop him from doing the thing that saves everybody. And then they didn't. And I was also surprised again. So this one, this one kept juking me yeah. as far as the plot answers go. I was not expecting that boat to go up like that. No. Like, that was not what I saw. Like, okay, the bad dad's going to go out onto the lake and, and get pulled down. It was like, oh, no. Nice move, Peter. I'm impressed. This escalated quickly. Yeah. You flipped that but, whole fucking boat. That being said, that also wouldn't have killed him. Like, we don't see bad dad, sad dad, bad, now he's bad dad bad sad dad get drugged down <laughs> no he can't be bad dad the other dad's bad dad. yeah so there's more than we one bad dad there. you're absolutely right we haven't gotten there yet well he wasn't a dad when he did it no that's true <laughs> that's true he's a bad kid <laughs> we're back at the sheriff's office uh they talk about sad dad being missing uh lucas and the mom are there lucas gets all whirled up worked up sheriff goes over the boat incident uh and reveals that he doesn't believe the guys and bust them for their fake wildlife ids uh, for having checked on them and then he tells the boys to get out of town or get locked up intimidation for the win i'm gonna say uh <laughs> lucas's granddad uh rolled a nat 20 on intimidation right there that mpp that dm rolled <laughs> and he got a 20 it was like oh you motherfuckers are getting out of here and so they they left well, he also he gives them door number one door number two and i'm like man i we're way past let's make a deal references guys i think what that that statue <laughs> of limitations has really expired on those nah man wayne brady brought let's make a deal back we're good oh no shit oh my bad yeah my bad we're good. But when was that? It was probably during this time. It's Yeah, yeah. Like it's back now. Really? Yeah. That was the most subtle cross-promotion they probably ever would do. Like, that was like... <laughs> 20 years from now, let's uh, make a deal. We'll be back. Let's go. On the original broadcast, we didn't see, but Wayne Brady popped up with the, the Michigan J Frog dancing her cars like, WB, mm-hmm. let's make a deal. Saturday nights. <laughs> Here we have dark hair sheriff. So previously blonde hair sheriff, now dark hair sheriff, uh, which made me think, is it a piece? Is it like, because again, why is his hair so fucking blonde? And now it's like consistently brown. So now we cut back to Lucas drawing. Uh, mom puts him to bed. The guys are heading out of town, but turn back uh, because Dean, you know, Sam thinks the job is over, but Dean uh, just wants to make sure the kid is okay. Mom starts to take a bath. Lake water starts coming out of the tap and she can't get out of the tub. Lucas is knocking on the bathroom door and can't get in. Here comes the creepy whispering. The boys show up. Lucas lets them in and Sam pulls the mom out. So he really had to work on pulling her out of there. Like it was some serious suction going on in that tub. (laughs) I thought they actually, I felt like they did that really well. I like that whole, the yeah. whole scene. I was going to say the same thing too. Like even before Sam shows up, like when she cocks her leg over the edge of the tub to try and leverage herself out and can't get out, the blocking on that I thought was, was actually really good. I do have the note, with all the drownings, really, you're fucking taking a bath? I mean, honestly, <laughs> right. fucking magical drownings. I'm in shower mode for like at least six months. You know, but uh, only one of them was outside the lake. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. And I think she's still a little bit doubtful at this point. The other thing I've got for you guys are missing the most important detail, though, because she got in that tub, stopped it up and then left the water. Oh, no, no. That's that's my next note. That's exactly my next fucking note the entire time. I was like, okay, that water level was at the edge at the beginning. (laughs) She left that shit running and it kept running. And that's an old clawfoot tub. They don't have the, the, the outflow capacity to offset that right we do see the water kind of spilling out when the guys get there there is like water flowing out by the time they get there but that's not until peter has put the the mojo on the tub the other issue i had with that scene was there was like gratuitous 
Tarantino level foot shots going on. And I don't know <laughs> why they needed to, to focus on her feet for like five minutes. It felt like, but, uh, because it's broadcast TV and like, 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 yeah. uh, shin to foot and then shoulder blade up is all the nudity you could get <laughs> yeah. at this time on broadcast TV. So that was <laughs> how they were selling that she was in the, uh, in the tub. I did like the fact that they had Dean hang back with Lucas and sent Sam in to pull her out. Um, um, because again, that kind of goes with the bond that uh, Dean's been building up with Lucas the entire the entire episode. For sure. I saw that. Sam goes back to interview the mom to find out what happened. She talks about hearing this voice saying, come play with me. Dean goes through old photo albums and finds an old Boy Scout picture. Uh, the sheriff is in the picture with the drowned boy. Uh, Lucas uh, wanders off and leads them to a mossy chunk of soil. Uh, the guys dig up a bike, uh, enter... Uh, the sheriff with a gun. We get a rundown of what happened with the uh, the death of Peter, where the uh, the sheriff and Sad Dad were bullying him and drowned him as a kid. Mom sends Lucas back to his room and then runs out to confront the sheriff. Sheriff does not believe the boys that the ghost is killing people and calls the guy's liar. Lucas begins to hear whispers and runs off. Um, after pushing his daughter, the sheriff admits to drowning Peter and that we learned that the body sank, so there's no salt and burn. Uh, and then we cut over, we see Lucas on the shore reacting, reaching for an army man. And this was a really kind of long extended scene. Ghost Boy pulls him into the lake. We see Ghost Boy kind of popping his head out of the water. The Winchesters dive in to save Lucas. Then the sheriff wades out and apologizes and offers himself up. Ghost Boy accepts uh, his offer of his sacrifice. And then after a moment and a couple of dive downs, Dean pops up, bringing Lucas back up. I... I was trying to figure out, like, how long were they bullying this kid where they accidentally drowned him, but then Lucas doesn't drown from, like, being underwater for what felt like two minutes? Like, so they're just, like, playing around with with the original drowned kid for, I don't know, like, like holding his head underwater for five minutes or something. It just seemed... <laughs> oh, dude, I, I will tell you, it's, I, I, w like, when we were beyond the country swimming, like, the hold you underwater and you had to fight yourself free game, boy, gets pretty fucking cutthroat yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Like, I, I could totally see them <laughs> accidentally drowning the kid. But yes, you're absolutely right. Lucas is down there for a real long time and we don't even get the tropey CPR scene. You know what I mean? Like, they, they just pop him up and he is a-okay. No, he's just like, he's all right. <laughs> well, see, Lucas comes from a family of strong swimmers, right? Like, that's true. Peter just wasn't a strong swimmer. Everybody else in the community was a strong swimmer. Because Joe was a good swimmer. His daughter was a good swimmer. The, uh, you know, by the way, this was the entrance of Bad Dad because you've, you've met Sad, Sad Dad. Dad that's true. Now me bad dad right sheriff is sheriff is revealed as bad dad and he does point out that peter was the weakest um so, right so. so clearly there's a full community of strong swimmers except peter so that's probably why they were bullying him because he couldn't swim and then to make it even worse they bring him to the lake and screw with him about his not swimming and accidentally drown his ass so so what i've got is going back to the very beginning of the scene where sam is interviewing the mom this is you know this is a characterization that sam will take throughout the episode that he is the are the one with some empathy to 
uh, comfort people when they're in the situations. But clearly, Padalecki hasn't worked out that yet. And he's doing the most sensitive, sing-songy children's television voice in this. That, And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Like, you know, I know where I know what this evolves into. So it just super stood out to me. I'm like, what the fuck is with the way he's talking to her? And then uh, the other thing, uh, obviously, we've got the sheriff pulled off a stealth roll as he uh, as he uh, as he came up. <laughs> he did just pop up. <laughs> he did, yeah, out of nowhere. And <laughs> as the sheriff goes down, you can see the by the way that his hair is as he's getting pulled under. Oh, the dude had the guys. The guys had hair replacement surgery that was because it's got that perfect v at the front of it mm -hmm. and then you can see the perfect even distribution i'm like oh okay that's why the shading was different on his hair in those couple of scenes because it's just it is that uh that thin hair replacement hair and mccormick uh has had some work done so good for him okay and so i wanted to bring this up earlier but i didn't want to mess up the mm -hmm. bad dad reveal you would think that bad dad would notice that his grandson is constantly drawing the bike of the kid yes. who he murdered. Yes. <laughs> it's like, man, that's an interesting bike. And, like, and he never says anything, never does anything about it. Like, oh, man. The, the murder that probably haunts him, you know, constantly throughout his life. No. Uh, or maybe he yeah, just no. doesn't give a shit. He's no. like, nah. <laughs> There's a lot of those bikes around town. This is bad, Dad. He, he had no guilty conscience about the kill. Fuck that Peter kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, he did not feel bad about the kill at all. Like, if he had, he'd have done something about it. He's a cop. That bike was not yeah. buried too deep either and was right outside, I guess, their <laughs> ancestral family home because his daughter was living there. So, clearly, that's the house he grew up in. <laughs> yeah, there was there was the, there was some stuff there with that chair for sure. <laughs> Ghost, like, the we get the one weird scene of Ghost Boy, like, turtle popping his head up. And I'm like, you know, did we... I don't know. It just didn't. I think it was a weird effect for him. Like, okay, there's. Hey, look, there's. Hey, look, there's Ghost Boy. Yeah, it was kind of Pennywise uh, thing going on with that, and I was just like, oh, is it just me, or did it kind of look like the ghost from uh, from Insidious? I uh, I have not seen Insidious. Yeah, I have not seen Insidious. I think I could see that. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't like horror movies. Oh. So I don't um, because I am a sucker for jump scares like i can know they're coming but i it's just however how wind up or whatever so that that bah moment always makes me go bah! for a second and it's just not a fun uh <laughs> movie going experience for me so i generally avoid horror movies because of that i will what's fucked up though is i like the lore and the story associated with them so i'll go and read like the wikipedia and the synopsis yeah so i know there's like the general idea behind insidious but yeah i uh that's the boy that makes like the cat screech when he opens his mouth is, or is that a, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we cut to the guys walking the, uh, walking to the car after, um, pulling their stuff out of the motel. Sam consoles Dean for not saving the sheriff. Uh, mom and Lucas come up to say goodbye. Lucas is talking and making sandwiches already at his peers. Uh, Andrea talks to Sam about, you know, let's remember the good things about the sheriff, not the child murder. And then uh, <laughs> he was my dad. <laughs> Dean teaches Lucas to say Zeppelin rules. Uh, Dean gets a peck from the mom in appreciation. Let's remember the good things. Yes. I'm sorry. So was this, this is definitely like the first Dean wants to be a dad thing that they did, right? Like, 
or big brother kind of parental role yeah. that he tries to take. Like he didn't do that in the other episodes, right? Yeah. No, I mean, and it starts off in the episode as, hey, I love kids. Do you want to let me see your tits? Yeah. And like very on in the episode. Like it is clearly just a, but then it actually develops into him being paternal. And yeah, I think that does develop as we kind of learn more about their brothers and their relationship kind of growing up. I think that is the, this is, you're probably right. This is the very start of that through line that we see through all, almost the entire series. You know I mean? It trails off a little bit there yeah. um, towards the end. But my first note on this was she made him go back to the fucking hotel. Like seriously, <laughs> like, like it's the next day they're carrying this shit. I was like, lady, they just saved your kid. They're right next to your house. <laughs> Let them crash there for the, like, you got this big place now. It's empty. You know what I mean? <laughs> You made him go back to that rat hole hotel? They they did let my dad die, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> we can't save everybody. Anyway. Yeah, that, and that, that was another, like, the weird consolation, like, Sam, you know, Dean, we can't save everybody. I'm it's like, yeah, right. I wouldn't be too uh, busted up about the, the fucking child murderer. You know, something <laughs> tells me that um, I probably would be okay with that. That one that wouldn't one too hate way too heavy on me. <laughs> Even if he was a kid when he was a child murderer, he still uh, he still let it go. So I did have one question though to back to back up a little bit. Why? How the hell was it that the kid that's psychically attached to the ghost not realized that going next to the water is a bad idea? Uh, because the ghost was luring him out there. I think the ghost was using their connection to draw him out because he had him reaching for that army man that was floating in the water. Mm-hmm. And since we know that the army men were Peter's favorite toy, apparently, that to me just seemed like the ghost was flexing his psychic link and kind of pulling him out there as a lure. But the kid knew he was the next victim. Did he, though? Yeah. I mean, he might have been stupid. I don't think he had. I don't, I don't think he had full control over his actions. Like once he started to hear the "come play with me" whispers, I think he is uh, a uh, failed a wisdom saving throw and was under some kind of uh, mm. command or uh, charm spell. Yeah, definitely very Pennywise the clown. We all float. My my reasoning on saying that he knew he was the next victim is because on the drawings that he was doing, pre-telling everybody else who was going next, right? At no point was he ever like terrified. Yeah. But as soon as the drawing started pointing to him and his mother, he was flipping the hell out trying to get Dean to come save him. Like yeah, he knew they point. were going. Mm. Well, he knew it was his mom next yeah. for sure. Right. I just chalked it up to him being entranced. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Like if he had at least that much precognition on the situation, I feel like he should know to stay the fuck away from the water. So that was just something that bothered me. Yeah, he um again it was uh it wasn't definitely it definitely wasn't the smartest move uh smartest decision he made the entire episode. <laughs> but hey, he's making sandwiches now. He's okay. And Zeppelin rocks. And Zeppelin Zeppelin rules. Uh this music however that they go out on does not. I have in all caps. Fuck this music for the outro music. It is <laughs> goddamn terrible um and it, again it is the case of the season one netflix swap out so what's what's but some of the so the it, like the first track in the episode what a way to go when they're at the uh, at the end at the beginning and the guys are looking through the newspaper articles is actually the same between netflix and the original but mm-hmm. the song that's playing when they arrive in the city in the Netflix is All the Way by J.D. Yeah. Bradshaw. In the original, it was Round and Round by Rat. And I really want to fucking see that just to get the context of why they would be playing that 
You know what I mean? Like, that makes no sense. Uh, then uh, la uh, Late Night Fade, 383 Stoker is that song that they're playing. But the correct one is Moving On by Bad Company. I'm like, okay, that, you know, again, that kind of makes way more yeah, sense. Way more sense. Uh, yeah. But the rat thing kind of stuck me like, when does that fucking make any sense whatsoever? So, um, <laughs> did, you know. did anybody think... Um when he when he did the Zeppelin rules, did anybody go to Odoyo rules? Odoyo rules. <laughs> that's that's exactly where I went. He was a redhead, <laughs> like all of it matched. It's like he's in the Odoyo family. <laughs> I wonder if the round and round is there a lyric in round and round where he says where it goes around comes around? Isn't that there is that may oh. be some <laughs> musical foreshadow. I gotta if you're using rat to foreshadow, you've uh, <laughs> you've ended up in a very weird place. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, that would actually probably be right. Yeah, that way to find the the through line there, man. Good, good job. <laughs> the uh, the other two days gone by Billy Squire was another track that they swapped out with. They want it, and that's in the when Sam is confronting Dean about all the dead mom talk, and uh, uh, Dean says We're, we don't have to we don't have to hug, do we? Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, again, I don't know. But I've never heard of two days gone. Two two days gone. T O. So I, I don't have a reference for that. Um, but cool. All right, that brings us to the monster for the week. Um, and I think we've got obviously we've got a ghost, um, but uh -huh. we've got a water one that's a little bit water based. Um, so kind of the so I got a couple of initial notes here. Obviously we got a ghost. Um, the two monsters that I pinged for reference as we were looking at this uh, were both a water weird and a slithering tracker. Um, the slithering tracker is a little bit more mobile, um, but uh, I thought it was an interesting reference. And then uh, I think the other piece of this that where it would fit well is uh, you could do a pretty cool haunted well scenario. Like if you're doing like a one-shot adventure, you could do a haunted well scenario where when people were coming and taking buckets of water from the well back to their house, uh, the ghost was using that water to drown them. And that would make a kind of cool mystery adventure for uh, for a low-level party in a town trying to figure out how these people were drowning in their homes and to figure out that the ghost is haunted, haunted by a, or the well is haunted by a boy that was, pushed into the well by bullies as a kid but let's pull up the uh the old water weird and slithering tracker ability oh, i like the water weird i'm yeah. talking on root oh no 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 you're good. so we, i think i think we're using the same stat block as the uh as the ghost that we did from the from the woman in white just kind of as a base stat block okay and for people who aren't as familiar with uh with water, uh, with D and D monsters, Water Weird is a um, elemental monster that's been in D and D forever. Um, uh, some of its attributes are it's invisible in water uh, when it's fully immersed in water, uh, and it is water bound. It dies if it leaves the water to which it is bound, or the action is destroyed. It's got a constriction attack. Uh, let's see. If the target is medium smaller, if it's grappled and it's pulled five feet towards the water weird until the grapple ends, the target is restrained. The water weird tries to drown it, and the water weird can't constrict another target. Huh. Yeah, I definitely like. I like the ghost mixed with the water weird. Yeah, because almost perfect. Jesus. Yeah, because that's what I was trying to find was like kind of the water bound and then how he's how he's drowning people. Yeah, and the in the constriction of only one person would explain why Sam could get her out. 
of the water without mm. being in danger himself. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. That's a good one. We can tie it to the regards. I also like the idea that it's tied to a specific body of water. Mm -hmm. Right? Like this this was the mm -hmm. if we're talking this is a ghost that haunts the body of water that it was dr a drowning victim specifically that haunts the body of water where it died uh, and then uses um, uses the water as a vehicle to grapple people, pull them in and drown them. Um does this do yeah, the constriction attack is a melee attack plus five to hit uh, does 3d6 bludgeoning damage. Um, how do we feel about train changing that to a drowning mechanic instead of straight up bludgeoning damage? Makes sense. Yeah, no actual damage on the attack because right. they just drown like it just it just holds them under. How does drowning work in five? No, that's one thing, like I, yeah, that's the one thing that I am not super well versed on is the drowning rules you have a certain amount of time you can hold your breath i think it's based on your con mod um, yeah. minutes equal to one plus constitution modifier yeah. Yeah. yeah after one plus con minutes of holding your breath underwater you fall unconscious your hit points drop right. to zero and you can survive for a number of rounds equal to your con modifier after that you begin making your death saving throws death saves, mm -hmm. okay yeah, I learned about drowning uh, playing one of my brother's drowns. <laughs> There's definitely some creatures that would claw you, grapple you, and then jump into the water. This is very horrifying. <laughs> 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 the thing I, the, I was there for that session. The, uh, <laughs> the Slithering Tracker, the reason why I've got him pinged on here, one, I always like the Slithering Tracker as a monster. I think it's a really fucking creepy, weird-ass monster. But the damage transference, I would also argue that while this thing has you grappled, um, if somebody tries to strike at the, you know, strike at the shape that's holding you, um, a uh, half the damage is transferred to the person who's grappled, similar to a rug of smothering, mm -hmm. as Todd would have found out in uh, in the uh, Hag's Hut had Baba not done an excellent job doing the <laughs> flowers are still standing trick and pulling him out. You said that's the damage transfer. Yeah, damage transfer. While grappling a creature, uh, the cre uh, the uh, in this particular case, the slithering tracker, but our ghost would only take half the damage that's dealt to it, and the creature that it's grappled would take the other half. I I kind of like the fact that the slithering tracker also has a trait where it has advantage on stealth checks because it it was sneaking up on all these people without any problem. Like no one knew that it was coming. The dude looked at the sink yeah. and just was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, that's, right, but the, the water weird actually water weird has would invisible. Have when, whenever it's fully immersed in water, the water weird is invisible. That's what I was going to give uh, our ghost boy. We, we never yeah. saw him until he popped his head out of the water. That was the only time that we saw him. So as long as the ghost in this particular case stays underwater, we can't see him. Makes so, sense. Um, and I, uh, the, uh, the other thing we, I think we would add is the, if for some reason the, uh, the water, source that is the that the, the the spirit is rooted to the water source and if the water source is completely destroyed that destroys the spirit um and because there's uh or i guess i guess in this like if you did a small like if you did a counter based around it like the well for example you would actually be able to go down in the well and get the body out and burn the bones to dispose of it um i think you'd have to change the strength stat from the ghost oh definitely okay. Yeah, it's like seven. If <laughs> grapple is its main method of killing, okay. then seven strength is not going to be yeah. any we'll good. Pull a, it's going to be useless. The water weird mm -hmm. has a 17, um, which is... The slithering tracker has a 16. 
I say let's go with the water because I'm going to drop some of the other ghosts a bit. Like I'm going to drop. I think we keep the horrifying visage because when it, if, but it has to make itself visible to use that. Mm-hmm. Like when it pops his head up out of the water, I think that's an interesting trade off. And then um, it did this thing didn't really do any possessing, so I was going to drop the possession mechanic. Yeah. yeah th- oh well, fuck. No, I it does. Think- it possessed Lucas, right? No influence, kind of. Yeah. It was some it, the weird psychic link thing. Yeah, I guess. yeah. But I, I don't think I don't think the ghost was trying to tell Lucas that it's doing. So I, I guess that's because of I my description. Because Sam didn't really say that he was linked to the ghost. He was just saying that trauma will sometimes cause psychic abilities to manifest. Yeah, make him more simple. So I don't think that his abilities were so much linked, so much to him being linked to the ghost as it was just he was now slightly more perceptive well yeah but i think again i think the reason why he went out like he hears the whispers to come play with me and i think that he kind of trances out a little bit and and walks out to the dock to try and get that that army man is that a command spell do you guys think this like maybe a, like com, uh, like a command is one well command's one word so come play with me would be more akin to suggestion right that's cool yeah so what if what if we trade the possession for suggestion in that particular case? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to trade, swapping the uh, strength stat. We're tr- swapping possession for suggestion, and then we're doing one of the things that I added to the woman in white with the with the final write up that I did was the um, the bound in death, where if you if it's killed without uh, if it's killed by a non magical weapon and the body is not destroyed that it comes back uh, within seven days. And, and I, I, I like that being kind of a through point with the, with kind of all the supernatural ghosts. And I think we would, that's something you could say here is like, Hey, if you, you don't destroy the body or you don't kill it with a magical weapon, it's going, or, or don't destroy the water source where it, it died in. This thing comes back in seven days. Yeah. I would say that there's one other thing that we would be remiss to not make sure we add because from the slithering tracker, uh, the liquid form mm-hmm. because of the fact that the ghost was able to move like, you know, through plumbing and everything to move the water through plumbing to get inside of the houses and whatnot. Yeah. And the water weird wouldn't have that ability. Yeah. And that kind of ties to the haunted well bucket scenario yeah. as well. Cause it's turning into a liquid form. Haunted liquid form. Yeah. I think you take the etherealness, like the resistance, well, the the resistances and immunities and like that whole section. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it has a name for the section, but that whole section from the ghost. Okay, it's it's very close to the water weird, but like languages, yeah, um, and the senses. I think are better fitting from the ghost. Okay, I think I would still make it vulnerable to cold, though. I think we also dropped the fly speed. I don't think this ghost flies. Mm-hmm. It's got a swim speed, mm-hmm. but I don't think it has a fly speed. Correct. So I'm now fly. Okay, cool. So we've got just to, to kind of recap. So I've got my notes correct here. We're swapping uh, the. Oh shit! Oh, damn, I gotta write. I gotta start writing to where I can. It's easy for me to go back and do the write up after I edit the episode because I can redo my notes. But uh, are we getting these drawn? That would be dope. That would be cool, man. Unfortunately, I have 0.0 artistic talent when it comes to that particular piece of it. But yeah, it would be cool to to have. Can anybody draw? Does anybody, did I, you know, 
next podcast I'll put together, I am definitely going, okay, I need somebody who can play music. I can need somebody who I can draw. <laughs> I, I got you there. I can do the music stuff. Well, then why? I'm still waiting for the fresh, full fresh Prince parody. Uh, uh, Jeff. I mean, pick a day, dude. Dude, I will open every goddamn episode with you guys doing a fucking song, a D&D song parody. I will do oh, that don't, shit. Um, don't don't get me started. Don't do that. No, <laughs> why would I want us to be successful? Do parody songs. <laughs> I don't know. Why did that become my weird obsession? Like, we would be having, like, if, we, if you get me started on the right tangent, I will do a parody song. You just have to give me a topic to do it on. I'll find a beat and make a parody song. Okay. Every every time you find us on a weird tangent in D and D, just that's a parody. I want a parody song for this. Is what you need to say. I'll I just I just need you to take. I mean, again, if we if we're being thematic with the episode, gimme dilute. First of all, I'm gonna need gimme dilute. D and D, and and it's not so much parodies as it is D and D conversions. Like you, mm-hmm. the, the Fresh Prince Fate conversion is perfect. Gimme dilute. <laughs> D&D conversion. Like, just let's start picking songs and converting them to D&D lyrics, and we're good. Yeah, for sure. We got, uh, what do we got? Uh, Mo Moyle, Mo, Mo Problems is one. <laughs> one already. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got you. Uh, uh, all yeah. in All is a uh, wall reference from Pink Floyd for the wall episode. <laughs> so uh, you could do the wall for Fates climbing up the wall. They, they're all very Fate-oriented, aren't they? <laughs> Man. I don't know what that's about. It's almost like I'm the main character or something, but I'm not. It's definitely Todd. Wow. Jesus, that hurt. <laughs> it's, it's definitely Todd. It's Todd and Moyle. It, it even starts with Todd. Like, the whole D&D campaign starts with Todd. <laughs> a Todd walks into a room. That's how our, <laughs> <laughs> how our D&D podcast started. <laughs> From a narrative standpoint, he was the easiest to do. You know what I mean? Like, because the... Uh, like he would, he was really the only person who, had, well, fate did. Fate had a reason to be at that, but Eldrin and Baba were, and Moyle were just kind of there by happenstance. But with Todd being a bounty hunter, then uh, that's why we've got him walking into the bar looking for people. That is, and which would have turned into a collateral fight to hook you guys in. Had Harlan not chosen that background, then yeah, we probably would have done a fate treasure hunter intro huh. where I haven't flushed that out too much. But that was that was my other kind of intro hook. Had had Harlan not served up the real easy, I want to be a bounty hunter. I'm like, oh fucking that okay. It's no problem. Give me the two dudes you're bounty hunting. <laughs> Bam, you're gonna fight them. It's gonna drag the party in. We got an episode. <laughs> so that's why we uh we get the uh, and plus and, and and because he wanted to go for that kind of gunfighter aesthetic in my head, just this dude walking down this lone gunfighter esque character walking down the road, silhouetted by silver lightning. I was like, yeah, that's a, that's cinematic as fuck. That's in my head. You know, walking into this palisade, looking for uh, looking for trouble. I'm like, okay, yeah. That through just through him leaning into the the. The tropiest of tropes. Uh, the, uh, the he made it easy for from a from a writing perspective to kind of hook into it. So, but yeah, fate uh, as a treasure hunter was kind of the other the other through line and getting you guys to if, like fate being there for the pentahedron and then potentially either being uh, not not but basically that's what starts the conversation is fate's fate's look, gets a lead is looking for help. You guys kind of all jump in and then the whole uh, uh, lumberjack situation um pops up i was gonna say I, I like how it started off because i think with me if you started off with fate it would have been hey i need help all of you guys come help me yeah. we would have been the ba- ma- ma- uh, merry band of brothers 
Whereas we truly are five assholes who literally got stuck together yes. and have to deal with it. Yeah. So I, I much prefer. <laughs> yeah. And again, that was, uh, you know, that's where I wanted to go thematically from just because of the, just the dynamic that you guys had from the, from the raid groups. I'm like, yeah, the idea of this party that is literally stuck together and the, the way that you guys kind of banner back and forth. I'm like, oh, it's fucking perfect. It's exactly the way, the, the way that I want to go with it. So cool. Well, I think we've got this thing locked down. That is episode number three. I should be ramping up episode number number two this week and getting it published and doing the win Digo write up. <laughs> well, cool. Well, that's that's going to wrap up the episode, everybody. Thank you again, guys, for joining me and for your feedback and for crafting another supernatural monster for 5e. Uh, we'll do a write up for what? Wait, what? You know what? What do we want to call this? Uh, what do we want to call this this guy? Because we we've got mm. the woman in white and we've got the Wendigo. What do we want to call our water yeah. ghost? Hmm. I'm trying to think of something with drowned in the. The name. There is a drowned monster already that uh, where uh, people like sailors who get drowned come back. It's these weird mutant fishmen. Um, that's a pretty cool, pretty cool one. Um, drown goes. We'll, we'll say we'll save that for later. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, not drowned ghost. V- vengeful. No. Aquatic. Uh, Wet boy, wet boy. We're gonna go with wet boy. No, that's inappropriate. Um, he could be, he could be the wet bandits. <laughs> we, we, can, we could call him, we could call him wet. Oh the no, wet ass poltergeist. <laughs> yes, yes. We have a winner, ladies and gentlemen. We have a winner. Oh my god, that oh, is chef oh, kiss brilliant. Sold to the man. That is definitely uh, a wow. twenty out Jesus. Yeah, yeah. There's no. There's no. There's uh, done. Done. We're done with that oh, one. So, and, and that definitely finishes up this episode. Thanks again for everybody. Again, if you're hearing this uh, in the year uh, in in early 2021, that's because you're a Patreon uh, Patreon supporter. Uh, we really do appreciate your support. Thanks again for listening. And if you're hearing this later on, it's because uh, you're not a supporter. We released this into the wild, and you really should think about maybe jumping on board to get more cool stuff. So, all right, guys. Thanks again. Have a good night.